Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. another podcast episode and I have for you some fresh environmental announcements, namely the different environmental holidays. In case you missed any of these, no worries. Be sure to just come back to this list or write it down for a future reference. So there are a few different holidays. So the first is International Day of the World Indigenous People. It's amazing and it is on August the 9th. Number two is Smokey the Bear's birthday, which is also on August the 9th. Number three is World Lion Day, which happens on August the 10th. Number four is Mountain Day, and that occurs the day after on August the 11th. And then the last two holidays are International Youth Day, which is on August 12th, and number six, which is World Elephant Day, which is on August 12th. August 12th also um, is my dad's birthday, rest in peace, so... Um, you know, I wish him a belated birthday, um, a belated birthday, August 12th. So yes, those are the environmental holidays and check those out and mark your calendars uh, for those. Headlines from the Hemispheres is our next segment up. And this, as you know, or if you're new to the program, it's where I briefly cover environmental news all across the globe from different, of course, hemispheres, like the Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere, etc. So the first headline is out of the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. And so it talks about uh, Mars and exploration. So UAE probe aims for Mars and payoffs on Earth. And I found it on sciencemag.org, really great science magazine. It has so many articles as an online version, and the archives go way back. Uh, And so they're really expansive for all those who love science or scientists or love other subjects in the sciences. I think that you'll enjoy uh, Science Magazine. So again, this comes out of the UAE and the... Uh, UAE joins the United States, the Soviet Union, Europe, and also India uh, as uh, the select few countries that have successfully successfully sent a spacecraft to Mars. So on July the 15th, the the Emirates Mars mission, or EMM, Uh, Also known as the HOPE satellite, they launched on the Japanese rocket and they plan to arrive on the red planet on Mars uh, in February 2021. So with this mission, among many things that it will uh, aim to successfully do, it wants to amp up the UAE and make it uh, a prominent member in the aerospace industry and also in the science world. 
Next is some information about new species that have uh, been found in uh, the year 2020. So new species described in 2020 on ScienceDaily.com. Uh, they have all the information about new species that have been found recently. So this uh, story comes from Finland all the way at the University of Turku. And there are uh, different species that are being found every so often. There's about 15 million different species that we already uh, have been uh, estimated to um, have been, you know, on our planet. And uh, in that, uh, only a small uh, proportion or percentage, 2 million or so, are only known to science. So of all the, all the millions uh, that are on our planet, only a small fraction are what we know of, what we've discovered. So new species uh, kind of are important because uh, we can protect, uh, you know, the, the, the species that are to come and we, you know, sort of get a grip on, uh, you know, population and, and how these animals thrive and, more, and how they reproduce. So many other things. Uh, also with new uh, species, there are uh, abilities to gain advances in uh, new medicine, among other things. So in 2020, the researchers at the University of Turku, they, in the biodiversity unit, they described finding different species of animals. They found 17 new spider species, 23 insects, and a bristly millipede, and then a monitor lizard. Now, all of these uh, new species were discovered in many places like the Amazon, in Europe, and in specific places like in India, and in, in regions uh, like the Middle East and also the uh, specific Pacific Islands. So, uh, with these new species being found, four new uh, genera uh, were uh, previously unknown to science, so this is a, a new, um, you know, piece of news uh, to relish in, and it means that we're doing good um, in discovering new animal species. And then lastly, number three is about the coronavirus and its impact on things like modern day slavery. So a new study to review COVID's impact on modern slavery survivors, and this uh, had been reported from phys.org. Uh, physical science, uh, physics, and other types of hard sciences uh, are the name of the game on phys.org. I love using it, and it's great for uh, finding international uh, research and other uh, articles, and they're really diverse in the study of a few different things, all the ologies that you can think of. And this uh, news comes out of the UK, and they have a specific um, rights lab, which I didn't know existed, um, out of the University of Nottingham, and they investigate how modern day uh, uh, modern uh, slavery survivors and the victims how they're impacted by the coronavirus, which is pretty unique as a subject, and it's uh, funded. Their works are funded by the Economic and Social uh, Research Council. Now, their mission is to uh, analyze how the measures uh, in place for victims, survivors of modern slavery, how they're effective, uh, affected uh, in modern times and trying to uh, provide recommendations for solving this horrific, horrible social problem. And the UN has even done work about this social problem. They're, they're not new to discovering 
this and how its history has been pretty lengthy as a, as a, a modern uh, topic, as a social problem for us people. And it's worldwide, it's global, of course. And they've seen that inaction or not doing anything could lead to a sharp rise uh, in the number of people who are pushed uh, into slavery or tricked into slavery or coerced into slavery because of the coronavirus. And the Rights Lab, they said that there are several factors um, of um, behind uh, survivors and, and, and victims um, that could have led them um, getting... Um, into, um, you know, human trafficking because of the coronavirus risk factors. And there are many different um, things. So with the coronavirus risk factors, there's the non-detection of slavery victims and even re-trafficking of slavery survivors. So that's a danger to them. Um, limiting, uh, limited access to shelters and other services that they're going to need. And also uh, other factors as well, like those who have spotty uh, employment, they're going to be at risk also for uh, modern day slavery and being entrapped and ensnared um, in modern um, slavery practices. This topic is about uh, BPA and uh, chemicals and all types of equipment that happens to be in a medical uh, care system and the healthcare system that you may not know can cause serious illnesses. And Environmental Health News reports uh, this information really great. Uh, and I, I thought it was an interesting topic, first off, because... Um, you know, sometimes the, the healthcare industry, I think, is a, is a monster because they can siphon and, 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 and kill and um, unfortunately um, kill by happenstance because there are, you know, malpractice lawsuits that uh, people do file, but also um, because some things are preventable, but other times it's just... It's just so much death involved um, in healthcare, and and the slow deaths are the things that kill you slowly but surely. Things like um, uh, faulty uh, surgeries that go bad, or you being exposed to uh, botched uh, blood transfusions, and you getting a disease that you can't get rid of because they switched up the uh, blood or weren't uh, careful, careful or careful. Or you getting uh, prescriptions and being prescribed medication that's not for you, and you know the next thing you know you've got um, uh, effects from it that are long term, and you really have no control over them. Or your doctor won't get you off medicine because they're trying to, uh, they're getting money off of you um, uh, on this medication for an extended period of time. And uh, with this uh, research being out, I'm like, people need to know about this. I didn't even know that, uh, unbeknownst to maybe doctors, that they have equipment around them and in, in, in on their patients, around the patients that they use that uh, is getting them sick, getting their, their patients um, ill, and they should have some say in, in what's going on with their bodies, at least for... Um, the protection of themselves, not getting sicker any more than they already are. And uh, with BPA, it is a, a large uh, topic. Endocrine disruptors, there are so, so many, but BPA is one of the, the bigger ones, and there are other ones too. We as women, because majority of women listen to the podcast, so um, about 75% of my listeners are women. So, you know, we, we know the products that we love using. 
um, you know, skin treatments, makeup, fragrances, nail polish, you name it. Uh, most of the time, uh, there are phthalates or other uh, endocrine disruptors in them, uh, artificial ingredients. Uh, I use, you know, natural organic products, but, you know, before that time, there was a time when, you know, I had maybe the um, uh, blush or so of L'Oreal or I had the Petrolatum, Petroleum-filled uh, lip balm, you know, for cold winters. And then I progressed to something totally different, to the Burt's Bees and Shea Moisture lip balms and lip glosses of the world. So I'm telling you that this uh, podcast is for those who want to have better or protected uh, knowledge um, that they can use to better navigate their healthcare. Uh, whether it comes from a short um, stint in the hospital, short bit, or long extended care, you have some of the tools and knowledge to learn a bit about what's going on with your care. So let's uh, start off with the information here and saving a soul, uh, rejecting endocrine disruptors in medicine. I thought that, that was a pretty nifty um, title because I do want some souls to be saved. I don't want people to die early because they're being exposed prematurely and often to these endocrine disrupting chemicals. So the researchers, uh, they compiled the research and they're out of the University of Illinois in Chicago. And the paper does a, a good job at synthesizing and processing scientific literature, um, all of which covered uh the presence of and potential um, health impacts of your endocrine disruptors in things like your medicine and in plastic devices that are used uh, in modern medicine, like catheters and blood blood bags, uh, blood bags, for example. Uh, these are used in medical procedures. We all know this. Um, and there are many chemicals laden uh, in those uh, types of uh, types of equipment, and it will mimic your body's hormones. It's pretty scary. Yeah, that that means that uh, these chemicals they play ditto, ditto like the Pokemon, and they copy what your body would normally produce and does normally produce. But it's artificial, of course, because it's mimicking your body's hormones. It's tricking you. So many things have been linked uh, to these chemicals, multiple health impacts like infertility, which is scary for us women, cancer, heart disease, stroke, neurodevelopmental problems, immune system dis disarray and dysfunction, all types of other diseases as well. The study was published in the Endocrine Society's Journal of uh, Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism. For those who are interested in the journal, you can probably find it online. There have been strong um, evidence links that these chemicals are, of course, found in healthcare, but not only do they promote disease, but they disrupt the efficiency and the, the potency of initial treatments and ongoing treatments. And also the study uh, did uh, find the failure to even disclose and let patients know about the information violates core medical ethics. So you have doctors who aren't even telling patients these are the side effects and um, consequences or ramifications of these particular uh, medical equipment. Uh, that are used uh, on you or could be, and they have, uh, you know, devastating effects down the line, they're not letting the patients know that. So that's violating um, a really core um, uh, ethic uh, of being a medical professional. 
especially a doctor. The authors of the study also talk about the uh, health-promoting benefits of amazing medicines and treatments, but that uh, the risks must uh, be weighed against the benefits. So uh, whether uh, they're using fancy technology that's been tested, tried, and true, but has some consequences with the plastics used or the types used, or maybe they're outdated a little bit, but they've passed regulations or something, then the uh, authors say that those must be weighed against the benefits of that treatment. How successful is it? Um, Is it successful, the treatment, but there are um, impacts later down the line that aren't really felt at the time of treatment, things like that. The lead uh, researchers also say that many physicians are unaware of the risks of endocrine disruptors or um, lacking the uh, extent to convey that those risks and those problems in uh, the medical um, care system. So they're not uh, doing their due diligence to sort of find out um, the overall risks. You know, what are they getting their patients, you know, and to sign up for it. And, and they have to look at all sides of patient care. Now let's look at uh, briefly some uh, important research uh, findings because there are a few. And then we're going to get to some notable quotables. So some of the findings from the research include the following info. That uh, D BP or dibutylthiolate and diethylthiolate or DEP were definitely found in broad uh, spectrums and types of over-the-counter and prescription medications, things um, like medications for your gastrointestinal disorders uh, such as uh, omeprazole. I may be pronouncing that wrong, but just know that a lot of Um, over-the-counter medications, and those that are prescribed, too, from your doctors. They have a DBP in them and also DEP. Next thing, number two, is that uh, parabens are added to drugs for their uh, antimicrobial activities, um, and they also are found in other medications like Prozac, ibuprofen, um, and um, acetaminophen. So your common, kind of everyday almost, um, uh, medications, ones that are pretty popular or well-known, which is unfortunate. Uh, number three it, are that uh, they found that parabens are also incorporated in intravenous solutions and, and ultrasound gels, things that, uh, of course, pregnant women uh, have uh, in use when they're, of course, uh, when their ultrasound uh, procedures uh, being done and their appointments uh, being conducted. Unfortunately, so uh, not only are the uh, pregnant women's and, and moms-to-be um, getting the dose of parabens, but also the, the babies to, to come into the world, they are getting a little bit of a dose um, of the uh, parabens from the ultrasound gels. Unfortunately, I didn't even know that. Uh, so there are, um, in hairpin also, um, those are um, known to have uh, parabens in them because of the antimicrobial activity uh, for, um, f- in the um, parabens that um, are used in the hairpin and ultrasound gels. That's not a good thing. Number four, they found that dilates are um, in different strengths of the drug uh, cardizem. 
CD um, that there were significant uh, higher levels of parabens than others, uh, suggesting that there are other safer options available. And number five are that there were uh, different studies that released the um, number of phthalates, uh, bisphenol A or BPA, parabens, uh, parabens, uh, PFAS or PFAS. I've talked about PFAS a bit. I did a whole podcast on PFAS. Uh, triclosan. All of these uh, horrible endocrine disruptors are in your medical supplies, syringes, all types of tubes that go down your throat, catheters, blood bags, so many other uh, components and equipment used in the medical field. These are already in them. And the thylates, they are horrible because they account for 30 to 40% of the weight of all medical use plastics. So thylates are almost half, if you think about it, in uh, all types of equipment in the medical care system, in our healthcare system. Uh, lastly, number six is that a 2019 study on 52 common neonatal intensive care unit or NICU items found that three-fifths of items contained BPA and four-fifths contained parabenes. Uh, lastly, I want to leave you with some uh, notable quotable because there is one major one I think is really important, uh, is that, uh, quote, healthcare becomes this exposure paradigm. It's not just pollutants in the air and water. It's not just personal care products. Now it's something that physicians are actually doing to patients, end quote. Now it's from the lead author of the research study, Robert Michael Sargis, He's an endocrinologist at the, or in the Department of Medicine at the University of Illinois at Chicago. I gotta say, that's some good to know info, a bit scary, but to know that 30 to 40% of the plastic used in the medical care system, in our healthcare system, is laden with dilates is alarming. I didn't even know that before researching for this podcast episode. I was so uh, perturbed by that. Uh, and the fact that these plastics are in use all the time and they're not uh, they're not sanitized after use, they're disposed of, especially if they're compromised with fluids. I understand that. But patients don't need to be exposed to chemicals already at the onslaught uh, of, of a debilitating disease, an illness that they can't get rid of, or something that is terminal that has no end in sight until they pass away. They don't need that extra burden. You know, there are chemicals in the, the components of treatments already uh, in, in some things that, uh, you know, may seem uh, so devastating could be probably lessened and less of a burden um, because of the equipment that's used. You know, whether it's maybe cancer treatments uh, or, uh, you know, different types of uh, dialysis, maybe things like that. There there are things that can, that can be uh, made better, but the technology has the meat there. There are so many advances in medicine nowadays. Why can't there be uh, accelerated technologies to deal with um, and equipment to deal with uh, phthalates and parabenes and parabens, however you pronounce it, and uh, endocrine disruptors? Those are devastating, uh, especially to us women, men too, but uh, to women. And uh, there are some um, easy steps everyone can do. I've done a bit of these and, and some others also in the Mother Earth Minutes, which I'll get to. Uh, but, uh, 
using things like glass for cooking your items, your food, or storing them in there and not touching, you know, plastic items 24-7, um, eating cleaner, fresher uh, foods. If you can, get your hands on them, your fruits, vegetables, uh, and not using canned items, you know. A lot of people... Um, you know, they, they do, you know, mix, uh, fresh vegetables, fruits, and they eat them maybe with canned, uh, options to offset costs. But, uh, over time you don't want to have those processed foods, you know, in your system, especially if you eat canned goods because they're cheap or you go to a dollar store or, you know, maybe, uh, another small convenience store, um, you know, in drugstore, or maybe you get your canned goods from there. It's not great to go there for your, you know, bi-weekly or every other day or monthly uh, grocery needs. Uh, I think uh, an alternative to modern-day fragrances, because um, they do last, sure, for many, many years, if you're careful, are, are uh, body oil fragrances. Now, those last um, many years, maybe three, four, five plus years, they don't really expire, and they're from essential oils, carrier oils, um, sometimes, you know, depending on the region, like if you um, get your oils from uh, maybe a Caribbean shop or from an Indian uh, uh, shop or somewhere else where they specialize and they know oils, uh, then uh, you're going to have an expansive array of oils that replace your uh, everyday perfumes that have chemicals in them if they're not natural, organic, or even certified organic, etc. Uh, vacuuming, keeping your space clean uh, in general, whether it's sweeping, vacuuming, uh, dusting, it will uh, definitely get rid of so much of the uh, toxins you uh, will definitely not see to the naked eye uh, because they are, they're in your indoor uh, air, they're in your space. The EPA uh, has uh, many different pollutants uh, in the U.S. here, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. They list many different pollution sources, and many of them are indoors as well as outside, but mainly you'll find these indoors. Pollution sources include things like asbestos, uh, biological pollutants, carbon monoxide, CO, or formaldehyde, or processed wood uh, products, or lead, uh, nitrogen dioxide, uh, pesticides, radon, indoor particulate matter like from soot or from dust, etc. Other things. Uh, secondhand smoke, whether you're around someone who smokes or tobacco smoke, even uh, stoves and heaters, if you're constantly around those items, um, and fireplaces, chimneys, and also VOCs, volatile organic compounds. These are disastrous to health. Uh, and for those who have uh, respiratory um, issues or uh, diseases or problems around their lungs, you want to be extra careful. Uh, now, if you really want to, I think, expound upon what you've learned here and you have um, extenuating medical um, conditions and, and problems and maybe they are getting ready to clear up or it's going to be a long fight ahead of you, you want to be your best advocate for care. You know, look into this podcast episode and dive into it. The resources that were here in the study that was published in that journal I mentioned, if you want to, you can definitely look that up and look up the doctors and their sources so much. I want you to be so informed about this because you hate chemicals just as much as I hate chemicals. 
You know, I, I talk about so many times in the Eco Company Spotlight, amazing companies that have amazing environmental products, whether it's lip balm, whether it's hand soap, whether it's a clothes, whether it's a service that is environmentally friendly in their practices and their ethos. I try to, to bring brands and companies home to you all uh, that you can know and trust and to replace your uh, uh, modern, um, you know, conventional um, products and from companies that have been around for decades, if not centuries. So I really try and press upon you to, uh, you know, be your best advocate in practice, but also learning as much as you can. And if you don't know some things, it's great to consult someone like a colleague or a friend or some family member who can, who's in the health field, healthcare field, medical space, who also is a, is someone who knows much about this topic or similar topics enough to uh, go with you to your appointments or to send you information and research topics or articles or videos, even books to uh, research alternatives to what your doctor may be talking about. Because as we learn uh, from the research that doctors, you know, they don't know all the, all the endocrine disruptors in the equipment that they're using and that you, that you're having to use upon your body. Uh, so they, you know, got to be informed. And if they do know, they have to spread that information to you and do it uh, uh, ethically. And, and that's an important uh, thing that we, we know about now. So uh, with the authors, they did stress that uh, medical exposures, there are risks from these. And it's usually uh, understated sometimes because um, they're the the. The knowledge in the, the healthcare space they were talking about is kind of restricted to a few classes, and even in science, it's restricted to a, a, a few classes of endocrine disruptors and limited sets of medical devices. So there are hundreds of classes and different types of endocrine disruptors and uh, medical devices that are in use that those endocrine disruptors apply to. So, you know, you kind of have to... Um, if you, you know, maybe keep a log of endocrine disruptors or have the Environmental Working Groups app and their guides on the types of chemicals that are out and about, that is really a good, safe um, information to uh, utilize and to come back to repeatedly. Lastly, I want to talk about um, just a a quote um, or Briefly, the experience from the science director of the Science and Environmental Health Network, uh, Ted uh, Schleitler, and he was talking about his work that he did with Healthcare Without Harm uh, from two days from two decades ago, which I didn't even know was an organization. Pretty cool name. And he was discussing, even back then, that they had to remove, or he was fighting to remove, uh, polyvinyl uh, chloride. And it was in the uh, medical devices, and it contained um, this plasticizer, uh, which we uh, didn't really talk about a little bit, but it's similar to the other ones. It's called diethylhexylthylate, or DEHP. So he was even fighting back then in, you know, the, the so that would be maybe the, um, uh, the, the days when uh, maybe the chemicals were, you know, out and about and being made, sure. But 20 years ago, that's, you know, a bit of time ago. That's like in the 80s or so. 
uh, 80s to a little bit uh, in, the, in the 90s too. So 80s, late 80s, 90s or so. Um, he was doing the work then uh, to get uh, plasticizers out of medical devices. So that's showing you how much we've grown, but also, again, 30 to 40% uh, of the plastics in the medical care system, uh, you know, worldwide probably, uh, even, but also here in the, in the U.S. especially, uh, are um, contain, um, you know, endocrine disruptors. Uh, and it's really devastating. So next, we're going to check out great solutions for eliminating and trying to reduce your overall exposure to endocrine disruptors. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things that we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. This is really a a simple but unique and uh, I think really... Uh, great list that you can use to, of course, protect yourself and minimize the uh, chances and actually eliminate the, the risks and reduce them so much that they're almost uh, non-existent when it comes to being exposed to these chemicals that we've talked about. There's so many hundreds of uh, endocrine disruptors out there and ones that devastate your body. Uh, they, they are just toxic and they are a nightmare and I don't want you to be exposed uh, to them and I figured to sort of give the best uh, easy measures to protect yourself and so we're going to uh, cover them briefly and I want to start off with the first uh, tip and that's to check out some of my my other podcast episodes I've made about uh, these chemicals in detail. Now I did two of them recently. I did one about BPA in uh, babies and I talked a ton of information also uh, in that episode in avoiding common BPA sources that people use, especially when it's cooking or shopping or other types of um, uh, everyday tasks that you do. And it's called a toxic chemical combo BPA in babies. And I did that one back uh, March the 22nd, 2020. The date and episode is uh, number one, uh, um, 139. 139. And then the other uh, topic I did was from the episode PFAS are the problem, kind of recent. And that one was from July 23rd, 2020, last episode 174. Number two tip and step is to not use cans, whether that are uh, aerosol cans or cans of food. The NRDC advises not to use them, the National Resources Defense Council. Now, they suggest using, of course, fresh foods, frozen foods if you can get your hands on them, dried foods like your beans. And, uh, you know, those normally aren't packaged in a can unless they're like the ones that oh, uh, you have to boil like in water or they just give you the water in the can with the beans, of course. Then you want to have all those uh, options for you as preventive, preventive measures. Now, the uh, brick cartons or uh, other types of packaging, those are of better use than cans, uh, mainly because with the brick packaging or the Tetra packs, uh, which I've seen uh, many different uh, stores carry their um, products in them, their their foods in them, uh, they're either juices, soups, beans, all of them are shelf-stable if unopened. So you're going to want to look for that thick uh, paper packaging, it's Tetra Pak, and it's really super sturdy. So you want to look for um, packaging like that, or maybe glass options too. 
or with uh, fresh or frozen um, um, peas and other types of uh, food goods, then you can otherwise look for um, you know, the fresh ones, of course, you get those fresh, they don't really have too much packaging, uh, but, or if they do have packaging, try to get the most uh, minimalistic packaging you can or no packaging. And the frozen items, you have to kind of, you know, be wary of those because frozen items, they do sometimes have packaging that's not recyclable or reusable, compostable, etc. Uh, next, we're going to briefly uh, talk about uh, amazing tips from the uh, Center for Environmental Health at the ceh.org. They have a really great list, uh, really simple. They say number three is uh, that you should, of course, go fragrance-free and nail polish-free. I advise that 99.99% of the time, I never wear nail polish, maybe unless it's a fancy event or maybe my birthday, something like that. But nine times out of 10, you will not catch me wearing nail polish. So I kind of really have to worry about that. Um, but when it comes to something like fragrances, I love me a good perfume. I love me some like uh, Donna Karen DKNY perfume, that green apple one. I love a perf. Um, I love Pacifica. They have great perfumes too. I have uh, the Rexpo like ink perfume from like India and the Roli. I love oil perfumes, like oil-based ones that are just mainly oils mixed with carrier oils that are heavier and kind of um, they carry the. Um, the weightlessness of, or the heavy, I guess, sense of the essential oils because you can't really just wear essential oils um, by themselves. So I love a good oil and that will last a long time. It's unbelievable how long um, body oils last. And usually you can get them from like a, a oils trader or aromatherapy shops, maybe on Etsy or um, places maybe on eBay if you're if you're kind of looking for something, but you want to do your research before um, just going to um, a brand or a seller online. And number four are uh, just to eat um, organic foods whenever they're available or wherever you can and if they're affordable. So if these are in season, for example, if these are a great price to them and it's a food that you know won't go to waste, choose organic. Number five is to, uh, for those who have babies, uh, small, little ones, maybe even infants, stay away from things like rice. Uh, rice will definitely have some exposure to chemicals in some way. So you want to choose the greener option, the better option, or I should say brown in this option, which is having oats or wheat or uh, multigrain cereal instead. You know, we, we I've seen that uh, toddlers, they love, in, um, if they're really, really small, they will love playing with and eating things like Cheerios and other types of like grains. They just love that stuff. So try feeding them that. Uh, number six is to avoid household bug sprays. Now, I did an episode uh, in 2020, I believe, that's pretty early on, uh, where it was about uh, chemicals too, but mainly about body stuff. And I, I went in detail of how many uh, mixtures you can create in plant sources where you can make your own um, sprays and bug repellents, all types of other uh, concoctions for your body. Uh, number seven is to use cosmetic shampoos and, of course, soaps with simple, pronounceable ingredients and names. You know, ingredients like shea butter, 
uh, mango seed oil, sea salt, and vitamin E sound a lot better than sodium benzoate, magnesium sulfate, sodium lower sulfate, and also FD and C violet number one. Like, that's a given. I, I would take organic, certified, and natural any day over something that's artificial and chemically laden. Number eight is to use old-fashioned cleaners like your regular uh, vinegar and baking soda products. Uh, of course, in, here in the U.S. Uh, with the Safer Choice logo or the Design for the Environment logo, both of those are from the U.S. EPA and they have many uh, resources and lists of uh, where you can find products too on the website. If you go to epa.org, uh, epa.gov, I'm sorry epa.gov forward slash safer choice if you live in the U.S. Now number nine uh, is to uh, keep uh, your space clean again, meaning uh, having the air circulating, uh, maybe open a window every now and again, vacuum of course, clean, dust, etc. frequently, regularly, uh, to the point where you remove chemicals of course found indoors. Now whether you could do this every day, every other day, during the week and heavy duty on the weekends, However you choose to do it, you just want to clean to your heart's content uh, to you no longer feel any sickness, get um, hyped up with uh, allergies indoors. You know, maybe it's the way you're cleaning or how often you're cleaning or what types of chemicals you're using as t- too, because you don't want to use any chemicals while you're cleaning. I did a podcast about uh, cleaners and I did that um, a bit earlier on too, a few months back. And you're going to really enjoy that. That's one of my popular episodes about cleaning. That, that's got so many listens. It's ridiculous. But that means that you all love, um, you know, cleaning and being eco-friendly with your cleaner. So that's a positive thing. And I'm really happy about that. And then uh, number 10 is to minimize unnecessary use of plastics. Now, plastics, we, we do, of course, want to see the day when plastics will not rain and, you know, they all are recycled and, and made smaller into oblivion to the point where they no longer exist, but in a good way, meaning that we no longer have the chance to use, make, manufacture, and create more plastics ever again. But until then, you want to uh, look at and refine and change the ways that you're being exposed to the most. So whether that's your uh, cosmetics, uh, whether that's the uh, handle of your makeup brush or the blush compactor, your beauty products, like maybe your lipstick, and if it's the tube is recycled, um, etc., or your household cleaners that have chemicals you can't pronounce or have warning labels um, every which way. Um, or whether it's from your kitchen and your dish soap that you use to, to uh, clean your dishes if you don't maybe have a energy efficient or modern um, dishwasher, you want to look at all the ways that you interact with plastic maybe on a daily basis or every so often. You want to minimize those to uh, the smallest types of occurrence you can. And then bonus is to add your name to one of the uh, growing lists in the movement against plastic. So I recently did so uh, after I uh, found the resources. I went to the Center for Environmental Health. I already uh, talked about them, uh, but I signed up to their list and I I will be getting emails about movements and updates in the the future to stop um, plastic.
The eco-fact of the day is that shelter-in-place orders in areas hit by the coronavirus lead to vastly improved air quality. Smog-free skies in Germany result in a new record for solar power generation. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the July-August 2020 issue. The Eco Company Spotlight segment is where we cover amazing companies that are doing big in the environmental space, whether it comes to their products uh, and their services mainly, but also like how they care about the environment, the ingredients that they use, the B Corps uh, that are out there amongst the world, how they give back to social causes, and how they uh, protect you and our planet. They do many, many things. And I've been doing so much uh, in uh, reviewing these companies, but also uh, sharing this information with you and learning a bit more sometimes uh, uh, the details and in-depth backstories and uh, the growth of some of these companies as well. Some of these companies started from the bottom up and have grown to amazing heights, and I'm just so happy uh, to share all of these with you as always. So I've been uh, doing many different reviews since February 2019, and I have an amazing one for you that you may or may not have heard of, but it's called Raw Sugar Living. Now, it was crafted and produced starting in uh, SoCal, California, and Southern California, of course, back in 2014, and Raw Sugar Living is all about natural uh, lifestyles and its mission is to promote clean living, healthy living with products that are good for you and your body or and nourish your body. Now the founders and partners in life and also in business, Ronnie Sugar and Donda Mullis, they purposefully create amazing healthy organic body care products for you to use of course and ensure wellness from head to toe. Now it all started with love long lost love after being separated and coming back to each other uh, both the co-founders and partners of course they figured you know what life is too short they wanted to make beautiful things and celebrate life and they wanted to make you feel beautiful uh, just as their love uh, reunited re-engaged was and so they continue to do well uh, with uh, raw sugar living and they do uh, amazing things with their products mainly from their cold pressed ingredients that they have organic extracts plants and essential oils and they also make personal care products that are clean earth friendly eco-friendly and smell super good now as far as the commitment to sustainability with raw sugar living their products are made with certified organic extracts of course that cold press amazing technology they're cruelty free with their products eco-friendly and they have amazing responsibly managed packaging they also contain uh, in their products fruit and vegetable nutrients and enzymes they have the 25% uh, post-recycled plastic that they use, and there are no sulfates, parabenes, or phthalates uh, in their uh, products in their packaging. So that's what you uh, want to remember. That's what we uh, learned about these these horrible endocrine disruptors and other things. Those are your things like parabens and phthalates. Those are things you do not want uh, to touch with a 10-foot pole. They also uh, have their products contain plant-based ingredients and they are vegan and made with love. 
Now, with the uh, press surrounding raw sugar living, they've been featured in many publications like uh, in uh, Fit Fab Fun magazine, Beauty News NYC, Monsters and Critics, Naturally Curly, Viva Glam magazine, and other types of notable publications. Now, there are many, many, many products on their page, and I wouldn't do you the bother of listing all of them because I know that would take a long time, but I do, I did want to categorize it so that you know, okay, what to look for if you're in the need for a bar of soap or you want some lotion, hand cream, or you want to try maybe a new shampoo or even a different dry shampoo, then Raw Sugar Lemmings got you covered. So they have the personal care items, they have body washes, hand washes, bar soaps, and also hand sanitizer. They've got their bath and body products, they've got the Simply Body Lotion, they've got amazing hand creams, which I cannot get enough of. I love hand creams, uh, mainly from like Burt's Bees, for example. They've got bath fizzers, so if you love bath bombs, you'll love bath fizzers. Uh, body scrubs, they have body butter and also foam baths. They have uh, hair care products, they've got shampoos, conditioner, they've got hair treatments, hair masks, they've got dry shampoos, reconstructors, and also booster hair products. And with their lip care items, they have lip balm and scrub combos. And then for men's products, they have uh, body wash and bar soap. Now, I am kind of new to raw sugar living period, but I do love their soaps. Mainly their foam soap, I tried it earlier in the spring or so of 2020, and I bought from Target their coconut, vermita, and a lime soap. And I gotta say, the smell is really great, really fresh and clean. It's not overly per perfuming or overpowering. It doesn't have any weird uh, texture or anything left on my hands. And it's a simply uh, clean and refreshing scent. The, the color to it, uh, I found that in the bottles, like an almost light beet coloring. So like a, a soft um, magenta pinkish color. And I never saw or seen anything like that in a soap, especially a foam soap. And I love uh, foam soaps because it kind of go uh, a long way um, in, in use because it's, it's just foam that you're using but of course it gets your hands just as clean. Uh, I will be trying more soaps of theirs now that I know that they're um, in places that are really accessible uh, like of course Target and other stores then uh, it's definitely no excuse to not buy more of the products or at least uh, not know where to of course get them places like I usually shop. Uh, I uh, also will be trying their lip product because uh, I do I need a lip scrub uh, bar soaps. I'm a fan of bar soaps, as you know. That is my go-to right now because I'm not using uh, body washes because of uh, the uh, recycling in in the plastic, of course. I, I just don't want that type of... Uh, it's, it's, it's essentially waste, but it's waste that uh, I don't really want to... Um, use so uh, even though recycling is amazing thing I think the bar soaps do the job and they last a bit longer uh, depending a bar soap could last you a month or two weeks or ever so often depending on the size of the bar soap and I buy them by the pack so that lasts me you know maybe half the year or longer uh, with hand sanitizer then I will definitely uh, buy uh, one of those because I like that you can get the big pumps uh, that they have and a bath fizzer because I like uh, fizzy type of things and I haven't really bought a bath bomb before so I may try just from them. 
uh, other products in the future definitely will look into as well now with uh, raw sugar living they have an initiative that they started raw sugar initiative that for every product sold they donate one bar of soap for families in need up to five million bars every single year and to date they've donated millions of bars uh, to families and communities alike now i love that uh, with their pump you can reuse that as many times as you'd like of course and that's amazing uh, you can use it uh, with uh, other soaps that you may have around of course maybe eco-friendly ones is, is visible um, but i love it and i love that it's you know a pump that works it does it hasn't broken uh, it's it's everything you need in a bottle and it's so chic and it's really good uh, the sister brand of Raw Sugar Living they have is Unfiltered, which you can find at places like Target. So I give them overall a 5 out of 5, a green thumbs up, and I give their soap an amazing score, of course, 5 out of 5. I love also that their packaging is, of course, recyclable, reusable. I love it. Uh, so raw sugar living can be found in stores and online you can find them at uh, places like Amazon But you have to be careful because some of the sellers they have um, The name raw sugar or raw sugar living etc. But uh, on Amazon you want to be you want to be confused with the sugar in the raw products Which are not the same that's a totally separate brand and they use their sugars for things like your cold and hot drinks like tea for example So you want to be careful of that if you're shopping on Amazon uh, next uh, also is eBay. You can find them, of course, in limited stock. Uh, and then there's Harmon Value, uh, Face Values, Harmon Face Values. There's a Heb, HEB, Kohl's, um, Mayer, uh, Next, uh, Sally Beauty, Target, Walgreens, and Wegmans, where you can find their products. Raw Sugar Living can be found on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Raw Sugar. They're on Instagram at Raw Sugar Living, all lowercase one word. They're on LinkedIn at Raw Sugar Living. They're on Pinterest at Raw Sugar Living and also on Twitter at Raw Sugar Living. And on YouTube, I subscribed to them recently. You can also check them out at Raw Sugar Living on YouTube. Now to contact Raw Sugar Living, just go to the website rawsugarliving.com and then view the bottom of the website uh, under say hello to send them a message directly. We've reached the end of the episode and I had a great time uh, and a fun time just uh, looking into so much of this episode, like there's so much to learn about it. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad to have an overview, but also detailed information about how you can reduce your risk of a chemical exposure. You know, phthalates are not pretty and it's an ugly name and some would say it's impronounce impronounceable and they have even troubles probably spelling it. So that's like a key to, you know, letting you know, you probably shouldn't be using that uh, around your body, in your body, um, whether it's from your toothpaste, whether it's from cooking wear, whether it's from medical devices, anything of the sort, you wanna stay away from uh, those endocrine disrupting chemicals that mess up your body and the chemistry of your body that can lead to horrible things like infertility, skin problems, allergic reactions, among so many other things, and horrible diseases as well on top of it. Uh, there are uh, ways that you can uh, do, uh, you know, such for greener thoughts that really means a lot to me because I love covering these amazing stories, whether it's from research, whether it's from news around the world, other things as well, facts, uh, and I do uh, this and I love it. 
So, you know, just sharing the podcast episode really matters and spreading it to more ears is really great. And I've I've seen that there's an uptick in uh, listens, you know, in the three digits and up. So I'm really excited about that. I'm really happy and I'm so thankful. Uh, every single episode, I try and thank you all. And I'm just so happy and over the moon uh, because it means that, you know, this podcast episode is, is it's accelerated growth. And also a lot of people are coming back and they love this information. So I'm going to keep on giving it. I'm still going to always keep on giving it and uh, keeping up with, you know, the times and, you know, being on schedule uh, as best as I can and try to juggle so many things, but always come back to my listeners here. I'm going to thought it means a lot. Sharing the podcast, uh, getting new ears uh, to it and sharing it maybe on social media is good. Um, also rating the podcast. I love when you do that. And also if you feel so inclined or really feel like you have some money to burn or just want to support the podcast, you can also do so that way at anchor.fm forward slash um, Green Thoughts Podcast and then go into support and there are other tiers that you could of course uh, use um, funds to uh, support the podcast or three different tiers uh, on there when you click support or even check it out. There are um, things that I want to do with the podcast and every little bit helps, every share helps, you know, things like including more bonus giveaways and actually like considering what you want to use or have as prizes, uh, then uh, I'll be, you know, delving into that. Merch, possible merch, all these different uh, things. I want to, of course, grow uh, with the podcast, I think uh, you would love these different things, but it takes slowly but surely getting there uh, with work and with sharing the podcast. So thank you for tuning in again, uh, for listening to another podcast episode. I will definitely share another one uh, coming up soon, but until then, please take care of yourselves and also please take care of the planet. Be well. See ya.